This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Oh wait, you're like in the um, amethyst room at the Kingsway. Yes, I need <laughs> I needed a special room this week. Um, for those of you who are listening on the pod, if you don't watch it on YouTube, go try try it on YouTube. We're on video. Unji has a, a little dry sauna. Yeah. What is this? It's like a, one of those uh, wood sauna yeah. um, motifs. And I have a classic Korean spa. I think this might be King Spa, actually, in yeah. New Jersey. <laughs> and they have the plexiglass up uh, on the amethyst so that people don't fucking chip it away and take it yeah. home. You rats. They know, they know these thieving Korean people. Yeah, and the signs in the back, it says, please do not take the crystals. Very expensive. Yes. The fact that it's very expensive is everywhere. So it's both like a chastising and a brag. It's a brag. <laughs> it's a flex. <laughs> wow. Thank you for joining us. This is a, God, it's a week. It's a week. I don't know if Mercury's in retrograde or Saturn's Something. in return. It's Something's happening and I am up to here my rage level i'm boiling over so we got to get the show started there's a lot it's to talk true. about yeah it's like i was like did this bitch meditate in front of a tree or what what happened <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know it didn't work no no it didn't take it didn't take um i'm just kidding things uh i i feel uh, i feel worried about the world and my friends which we'll get into but first let's just start start off the show with some good news Yes, let's start yeah. off with some good news. We've got this beautiful little, um, what is this? What, what is it? Review, that's the word for it. That's um, it. Yes, review from DD Star. Love this name. Love the name DD Star. Miss Star. Miss Star. Um, DD, if you're nasty. Um, <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> and this is uh, April 17th. Uh, the <laughs> review starts ha 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 ha. For four ha's in a row. <laughs> This person's laughing. <laughs> Amazing. I literally laugh out loud. I'll try and capture some guffaws for you. Smiley face emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, DD Star. <laughs> I think this person is talking about the laugh quilt. Laugh quilt, yes. Yes, which, by the way, I know you've been waiting for it. It is finally complete. I, the tapestry uh, is done. Tapestry is done. I sent it to our engineer. So, uh, Engineer Phil... Play that quilt. <laughs> okay, wasn't that amazing? <laughs> wasn't that incredible? Uh, thank you for sending in your laughs. We had some individual laughs, some group laughs. Um, it was, man, it really warms my heart. So thank you so much. How beautiful uh, that you sent it. We'll also put it up on our Patreon page. Speaking of which, thank you, Patreons. As always, you guys are so awesome. You guys are, you guys are our kick-ass Koreans. Yes. And uh, by the way, we have some, uh, what's our highest level of, uh, of Patreon? Gold. G gold. Gold blitz level. And this is like... We are, uh, it's the level where like you, um, it's called kick-ass human level, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So those people are not only getting the swag, but also getting, uh, shouted out 
on yes. the on uh, during Kickass Koreans. So starting today, we will be shouting out the gold level Kickass Korean. Yeah. Uh, even if you're not Korean, we're gonna shout you out. So you're thank fuck. you so much for that. You're fuck. Yes, highest fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and also, if you're not a Patreon, and if you have some uh, funds, uh, consider joining. We have a lot of hot tea. Uh, we have frequently uh, uh, putting up some behind the scenes gossip uh, recordings. Oh, the that gossip is hot. It's hot. It's nasty. And by the way, I'm so, so hot that I can't believe Peter's telling me. <laughs> and then he's like just telling a bunch of people. <laughs> I know. Sometimes I, I I do the hot tea and I'm like, oh, am I gonna get in trouble for this? But yes. I don't give a fuck, bitch. It's the end of the world. All right. The uh, the country is melting down. I have a lot of things on uh, going on. Like I don't give a fuck if I'm getting into court yeah. industry trouble. What industry? Come Sometimes get me. you'll see my face like. Oh, Peter. She's like, shh, shh, shh. You go down there. And Peter's just like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck, bitch. Um, we also have art. Uh, yes. Phil Fujiwara, our, <laughs> our amazing engineer slash resident artist, mm-hmm. is uh, always drawing new episode um, stuff and also non-episodic uh, drawings. He's really talented. Go check He's it out. Check yeah. out his Instagram. It's great. Uh, yeah, and it's Instagram is p underscore chan underscore art, uh, p chan art, and if we always like put it on our Ajuma things, so like he's always tagged in those. So if you have any needs for art or commissioning an artist or cartoonist, whatever illustrator, check him out, give him a call, whatnot. Um, swag has been delayed, obviously due to a crazy week that I'm about to talk about right now. Yes, uh, but I have been getting uh, emails and notices from. Our Patreon saying, hey, I up- up- updated my um, mailing list. By the way, I know some of you don't have mailing lists in there because maybe you're like, oh, whatever. I just want to support. I don't need the swag. It's just going to pile up and I don't want to be a hoarder. That's yes. fine. But I just want you to know if you don't put your address in, I'm not going to go hound you for it. Yeah. There's it's just there's too much happening. So please be a, 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 a I don't know, a self-serving <laughs> patron okay i don't service know service yourself service yourself yeah <laughs> also um, the swag is good like i have so many people come great. up to I, me yeah about the tote bag being like oh my god what is that that's so cute like i get that all the time uh, really yeah truly that's so cool multiple I, I, people I, have asked me if that's me and i was like excuse uh, you <laughs> <laughs> Excuse you, she's way prettier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so I just need to talk about this real quick. Get it off my chest. Yes. My friend Jonathan Eusebi, one of the most beautiful, joyful people in the world. You know him. Yeah. They. Uh, he goes by him, they, she, whatever. They don't care. They're mm-hmm. they. So I married him and um, my friend Katie that I know I've known from 2009 from San Francisco. We started improv together in 2009. Yes. I married them right before I moved to LA and then he got diagnosed with cancer, sarcoma. Uh, and then during that, he uh, decided to fuck it. If I'm going to die, I'm going to die as myself and came out as genderqueer. Yeah. And uh, it was this beautiful um, journey, and they wrote a whole show about it. And it was it's a beautiful uh, metamorphosis, and that like really coincides is. with his like cancer. I mean, it's really incredible. Yeah, it's a story of survival and a fight to live. And um, this sarcoma he beat, and his oncologist and the doctor were like, "You're in remission. You're clear." 
Um, this has a very small chance of coming back. Um, lo and behold, it's back. He has the shittiest fucking luck in the world. And uh, it's aggressive. It's stage four uh, metastatic sarcoma. Uh, okay. And it, it, it's really serious. So I, um, we, me and some friends are, are starting an effort uh, for GoFundMe. And I, we don't usually like raise funds on this podcast, but this is very important. Uh, so please, if you have some money, even a dollar helps because the more people that donate small amounts, that's really what the GoFundMe is about. So the GoFundMe is on my socials, on my Instagram, and my Twitter. So go check that out if you can. Um, he, he's just the most beautiful, joyful person. He just wants to make people laugh and love on people. And this is the person that should be in the world. And some yes. people like, you know, Donald Trump don't, don't deserve to be. But of course, that is life. And that's how it always fucking happens. The wretched tends to survive. So um, let's let's fight for Jonathan Giuseppe's life. If you have some t if you have some energy, please, uh, if you have some funds, please, please, please help. I mean, they're really a very beautiful, special person. Like, I yeah. think, you know, like a, like a unique light. If you've ever met them, um, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, you just um, a cursory glance at anything he's ever written, uh, done. <sighs> it's it's special. It's just a straight up beauty. Yes. Yeah. And like a, a joy. Like I think a delight is like the word. He's a fucking delight. Yeah. And um Yeah, they've always been that way. Yeah. You know, like through the cancer, after the cancer, like this immutable like just always was this is this way. Yes. And um that's like you know, like you always think about people like changing because of this or more great. Like he was always grateful. Yeah. And you he's know? going through uh, uh, I don't want to like go too much into it because it's his business, but he he used to have pretty good insurance in Chicago and got really good care at Rush Medical Group. Shout out to Rush. And then he came out here and was like and his doctor was basically like it's gone. So he was like, "Well, I just need to check up once every 6 yeah. months, so I'm going to go downgrade into a worse plan, a Medicaid plan called Medi-Cal out here." super cheap and you know these people are giving him the runaround they won't let him see a specialist because they're too expensive dr chawala and we've been going at it and uh, and uh, like pounding the fucking doors and trying to get him in and he finally got in and he saw dr chawala dr chawala did not know about any of the insurance thing he was like fuck these guys i'm yeah. gonna help you change your insurance so that i could bill them yes. and by the way i'm not going to charge you for this consultation dr chawala so, dr chawala he's our kick-ass Korean for this week yeah. <laughs> so there he's are people not, exactly and the medical groups and the insurance companies are fucking evil but mm. the doctors out there healthcare providers there are good people out there the yes. fact that he was like you know what there's no time to waste I'm gonna put you on this clinical trial okay with a very non-toxic drug so he's going to be getting immediately pushed into this treatment and by the way if we didn't say we have money out of pocket to do this which f friends have come together and put down our multiple credit cards okay yeah. and mine with my high apr interest and <laughs> <laughs> oh my god peter you're giving me anxiety <laughs> <laughs> Started at 14.99 and went up to 23.9. Yeah. You're talking to someone that only pays for cash. I like literally have 
money stuffed into a mattress. I will are not. You, by the way, my mom called me the other day and she was like, are you taking money out and putting it uh, or taking cash out? And I was like, for what? Yeah. She was like, Peter, uh, you know, these banks might fall. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what? And she's like, you have to take cash out. You know, you have to stash it away. And I was like, yeah. what? And she's like, and don't tell Eric. Do not tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. You put cash out. I'm like, oh my, this isn't the Korean War. They're not going to raid us. Are you kidding me? She's like, you don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. She's in like wartime mode, right? Yes. And uh, I was like, okay, where do you put your cash? Because I'm curious. And she's like, like I would tell you. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm your firstborn son. What do you mean? You think I'm gonna fucking steal exactly. from you? Exactly. That's exactly who would come for it. Yeah. I would use that as an excuse. I'm your firstborn son. Give me that cash. Like my mom has any cash for me to fly to New York to steal. Yeah, right. It's like, you anyways, know, like $400 in ones. Yeah, yeah. It's on her pillowcase. Yeah. She like sleeps on it. Um, do you have cash hidden? Yeah, and you know, that's how my parents, when their house got stolen, like, my dad was like, they didn't find it. They, like, they... they Whoa, your house got robbed? Place. Yeah, a while ago. My parents have been robbed a lot. Uh, I, we've been robbed a lot, too, but uh, yeah. we never had cash in the house. Yeah, but my parents, my dad had um, hidden it so well. Oh, shit. Did you know? Find did you it. find out where? Yeah. Oh, okay, you can't tell us. Don't tell us, don't tell us. Now, do you have cash? Hidden, not hidden, but it's like oh, it's just in like, side. Yeah, <laughs> it's framed on the wall. Just out. <laughs> it's in a bowl it's, with peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just like you know, I don't, I don't I, like you know. This is another thing about you know immigrant communities and like growing up sort of poor, and you know, like even th- talking about a lot of the comedy institutions that have gotten canceled recently. Like, uh, yes, shall we name um, them? <laughs> yes, Second City. I, I mean, everybody, right? Everyone yes. except for Annoyance, even though it's a predominantly white place. It's just like because like Mick doesn't give a fuck, and there's also oh, no yeah. promise of a stage. Well, that's true. There's nothing I mean, there's to like, no, like. He doesn't promise you anything. Exactly. He doesn't have to provide you anything, you know. And that's mm-hmm. like so smart, and he fucking understands that. But. um there's just something about financial literacy that like if you are not do not come from a place of affluence or even like middle classness, like you have no financial literacy. Peter and I, I don't know anything about money. Peter, a little no, more because he no. had more of it at one point, I guess. Yeah, but I didn't have any fluency in it. Like I just yeah. had a lot and then I spent a lot. You know what I mean? There's no like, put it away here, invest yeah. uh, like 10% of it in this, yes. 401k in this, yes. and then maybe some like blue chips here, and then some aggressive stocks yes. here. You know, like I, that's what, that's rich people behavior. Yes. Like that's all the stuff where like even having someone explain that to you when you first get your job because your dad's advisor helps you. Yeah. Yes, that's a yes, lot yes. of this stuff. My dad's. Well, let me ask you this: person. Did your dad or mom ever open a credit card under their name for you to build credit? No, they stole my identity <laughs> and ruined it. <laughs> exactly. When I was young, like, my my rich Chinese friend, Taiwanese friend, yeah. her mom and dad opened a credit card for her when she was 
14, 15. So wow. she could like start getting, you know, getting a yeah. good credit score, or a credit line, yeah. or credit history. Mm-hmm. So by the time she was 18 and going to school, she had like a 750 credit score, FICO score. Yeah. Wow. And she could, she could borrow money. She could buy a house. You know, like, what the fuck? Like, I had no idea. Like, I was like in debt by the time I was 18. Yeah, I mean, I so was my APR. Like, when you're talking about high APR, that's like took me back to my 20s, or my APR was consistently in the 20s. Yeah, that shit is <laughs> horrific. 20% APR? What the fuck? That's robbery. Exactly. That's like basically a payday loan. Yes. <laughs> These motherfuckers are jacking us. Talk about looting. We are being just, looted. I mean, basically, the bank is saying. You shouldn't be borrowing this money. <laughs> yeah. They're trying it's to say you're very risky and we just can't have this. Yes. So uh, my FICO score and my my credit was tanked in college. Yes. I signed up for every credit card possible. Yeah. You name it. Visa, MasterCard, Discover, fucking, yeah. uh, you know, J. Crew, LLB. Gap. Yeah. Gap, every single yeah. retailer. <laughs> possible every single one possible i would just transfer from one to the other one to the yes. other blah 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 yes. you know yes you luckily, get good at that tango yeah luckily i finally have uh uh paid off everything Ooh. i have zero debt now except for school loans which i will never fucking pay come no. get me come get me for these school loans bitch <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. you come, come come from ann arbor that's too far yeah <laughs> So yeah, it's uh, my mom's. Uh, she's fully going into like immigrant, like uh, refugee mode. I never and, left. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I ruined my credit. Like the financial literacy thing is like truly like even with Jonathan right now, it's like yeah. you know that is some of the more insidious ways that generational wealth breeds more generational wealth. Where yep. the classes in America, you know, stay the way that they are. Like, there's very little mobility between the classes no. because of this sort of literacy. You know, like these, the like the way that you accumulate wealth is like this knowledge is siloed yeah. inside inside of these places. I mean, you can look it up, but like, I mean, there's also like immigrant guys. I remember like they were just all about that money. You know, those um, Asian guys are just all about the money that starts. It starts in like uh, high school and shit, where they talk oh. about like stocks. Oh, yeah. Financial yeah. bros at an early age. You got it. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would never forget Alex Ho talking about that shit. And like, there's that thing where like they're, you know, I know a lot of these guys that are like buying rental properties at like 21, mm-hmm. you know, and like mm-hmm. this how they're making yeah. their money. And there's going to be I bet that were they Korean or were they Chinese descent? Uh, they were all, one was Korean. He Damn. was really rich. This Korean guy was really rich, though. but he was like fancy. He had like Damn. he had like a fancy Korean girl and then like a Romanian girl he fucked. Like he was really rich. What? He had a Romanian side piece? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's wow. who I hung out with. The fancy Korean in, girl would not in be high school. In. <laughs> <laughs> like, the fancy Korean looking at you like, oh, chijabune. Uh, like, no, 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 thank you. <laughs> I can tell that bitch's FICO score is really bad. Yeah. (laughs) She would have been right. She would have been right. (laughs) The score is dusty. (laughs) But there's a lot of this, like, where that sort of literacy is such an important part. Like, I feel like that's the shit that they should teach very Mm. specifically to people whose family have nothing. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like let let the rich people like learn a little more AP Euro. Like, who fucking cares? They're gonna go and get those credits and go to college. But like, the rest of us are gonna go out and we're all gonna have some type of job and yeah. try to get credit and fuck ourselves over for about four years of our earning. Yep. During our earning, like our career, not save anything. I mean, you yeah. you don't know how many people I know that I worked with where like we were just fu- we were trying to repair our credit, and you just spend so yeah. much of your credit, your twenties, repairing that. Yeah. I mean, I'm thirty. I'm, I'm going to be thirty eight in December, and yes, I'm repairing my fucking credit. And everyone else is fucking moving on, and they're like accruing wealth. That's yeah. like ten years of your life where you're just yeah. not accruing. You know, and they like, just have I mean, a head start over us. And I'm telling you right now in this wartime mentality, like thinking about a world in which like very real prospect of not having a job, not working like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm doing some hard math and I'm digging deep holes and I'm investing in gold. <laughs> you're investing in gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. OK, so you're buying up gold or you're buying, how does that I'm work? Not, I'm honestly not buying anything. I truly like don't know how to do any of this stuff. I just have money. Like I just I'm like, OK, so we just like. Put it here. Put it here. I have no idea. I have no idea. Mm. I have no okay. idea what to do with it. I mean, truly, like I. It, you can- <sighs> I know it's like once you do like uh, my biggest fear is like having a sum of money and then putting it into something like I don't know stocks mm-hmm. or like something like a let's say an insured account or whatever, and then it all burns down, and yeah, they're like, like it, "Hey, sorry." Because you to know, poor people, money is a thing. It's something that you hold. It's an idea. Yeah. It's like, no, it's something that you hold. Yes, but it's actually an idea. And that's what rich people yeah. understand. Right. Like, not and to in, us, like, it's not a concept. It's no. an actual thing. It's actually real. Yeah. If I'm not holding it in my fist. To me, it's right. not. Like, then I, I don't that's have money. it. Yeah, money yeah, exactly. is something you buy stuff with and does this and it gives you goods. It's not the idea of wealth. Because imagine is so far even away. like, yeah, wealth. <laughs> <laughs> You got to get out of debt and then be rich before wealth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Kunungi, like, Kunungi, like, that's really what's complicated, especially like, you know, you, they're talking about um, your friend and like, so I, I mean, I know Jonathan, I've never like really hung out with him too extensively, but I, I like really enjoy. Um, yeah. But like, like even with him and like so many people we know <laughs> in this current pandemic, like, like really getting coming to terms with like a lot of mortality health issues like i mean yeah. i'm it's like a reality you know um yeah and i'm just like i've been that you know my my husband's family as well like it's just like there's been a lot of health stuff and mm. it's just about where where do you the put idea the priority of op- the world opening up again has been yeah. really um, anxiety inducing like is LA moving into phase four LA's like open it's my neighborhood is open there are people eating at restaurants um, there are people shopping Target's open you know what I mean CVS yeah. Walgreens like everything's open sure LA's doing actually a pretty good job of mm-hmm. like no menus the right. least amount of touching you just scan a little thing and then the menu pops up on your own goddamn phone so there and then um forks and stuff it's all plastic 
Right. So it's just one-time use. So there's a very little amount of cross-contamination. Like, L.A. is really trying their best to keep people safe. And they're saying you have to wear a mask all times except for when you're eating at your own table, which is more than six feet away from someone else. So okay. they're doing it. I have zero interest. I There's not one place that the food is so good that I want to rush back there. And that might be a thing about like, I enjoy my cooking over anyone else anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I truly do. I I know I'm not like a, a professionally trained chef or whatever, but I have the goods to make a fucking bomb ass meal yeah. that I, I don't that like I, I, there's not one restaurant that I'm like, oh, this is worth being on a ventilator for. <laughs> you know, like I mean, no, but there's also there's a Korean phrase about like the food from your hands. Mm. You know, like there's like it's like that's specific, like something that you make always tastes a little more delicious. Yeah, yeah, it's true because you're fucking hard and your sweat goes into it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So LA's at this point where it's opening up and I don't man, I, I, I the world's changed for me. I don't have like exactly. a, a thing to do. The only thing I kind of want to do is like go to a, a, a like a K-town. Mm -hmm. uh, eat a bunch of great Korean food yeah. and then like kind of like waddle over to a Dorebang and then have like a chamizer <laughs> and then just sing the shit out of my favorite song. Like that's the only thing I miss. Yeah, but, I mean, and that's literally the most spewy area. I know. Karaoke yes, yes. is the most spewy. Karaoke and then just Koreans in general. Yeah. Always, always spinning and hitting and laughing and... Even the the biggest thing we hear from our listeners is we love your maniacal cackles. <laughs> like, imagine us cackling. <laughs> um, and that, and I will I will say comedy. So like yes. performing, but even that, honestly, I don't feel that much of a rush to get up on a stage in front of I don't know twelve to twenty three people that are to do ten apart. minutes. Yeah. yeah, it's like whatever. I, I, yeah. I mean, truly, like even I mean, I would imagine um, you can get takeout. I mean, I got some takeout. I've been, I've been oh doing my some gosh, takeout. that was yeah. really good. That really <gasps> hit the spot. Oh, that sounds On a so hot good. day. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, and the, oh, now it's getting like super hot in Chicago. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You got to get some. Ning I, that's all I wanted. Like some, it was kind of hot more? here. I was like, oh, like, yeah. like eat, eating it outside, just like oh, sweating and then with like oh. shaved pear yeah, yes. and it's cucumber so good. it's so good so i mean like i, I get it. that i mean so as the world is opening up like yeah. i'm just i'm kind of reassessing where you know we talked about this yesterday like where what my priorities are how yeah. I'm, I'm moving forward because yeah i'm the same way i have no interest in going to a fucking restaurant and also all the people that are doing it i'm just like i feel so nervous about yeah. this second wave that feels inevitable yeah. um and i mean we're already peaking 21 states peaking already that you know? opened up a month like a month and a half ago memorial oh by the way just a side note we'll get back to this real quick but i just want to give a shout out to um you guys have heard us talk about her Lori kilmartin yeah she her mom her mom she who she always makes fun of how she yeah. wants her to die um is now in the hospital with covid yes is dying is dying have you been reading her tweets it is 
So Lori Kim Martin's tweet, like almost live tweeting, yeah, her mom's kind of like, I don't know, spin into mortality. Last few days, yeah. Last few days, and um, a lot of things have happened. I I highly recommend you to go read it because it is the most tragic and beautiful, but also at the same time, like it's her classic biting comedy. Yes, it's really gorgeous, and, and she, all her takes on it. You know, even though, and she acknowledges like, man, I, you know, my mom fucking pissing me off, but like, I also don't want to not have a mom. Yeah. You know, like, oh. She won't have any beautiful. parents. Any parents. So uh, anyway, just want to give a shout out to Laura Kim Martin. Um, you're doing amazing work and we love you. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, you it, were. It, I mean, go, actually, let's, let's just go end on that because truly like. Yeah. For me, the way that Lori handles grief. There is yeah. no one better than she's like that is she's her brand. Yes. She's the best. Like I mean, yeah. this like and as someone who is sort of in a roundabout way trying to talk about anxiety about going into the real world while also processing grief. I, I haven't figured out my take on this at all. So I'm excuse, I'm sorry, listeners and Peter, but um, <laughs> everyone needs to sort of figure out how you know, I think Peter, you and I don't like to dwell. Yeah. And we, like, we like to work through. I want to work through. I want to figure out how we're going to get the fuck out of here so we don't have to handle that grief thing over in that corner of the room. <laughs> like, let's dig a hole over here and yes. dig our way out. And yes. I'm going to spend my last remaining moments alive yeah. figuring out a plan to get out of this room, even though we're all dying. <laughs> we're, everyone's dying. Exactly. Everyone's dying. Yeah. And the way Lori's dealing with grief is beautiful. Yes, it it's was. I was learned. talking about it last night with my husband. Um, how she, especially because she, her father had passed away already, mm -hmm. and she's like figured it out. I mean, it's a skill. It's yeah. a thing. Like especially as you grow older, you learn how to grieve more effectively. You learn how to grieve better. I mean, each loss I've ever had in my life, I've. It always feels new, but I feel like I'm. You learn how to grieve. You know, and yeah. that is a thing that um, marks you as an adult. That's what it is, you know, and um, it's part of life and it's part of, you know, being alive is dying. <laughs> so um, I, sorry to bring this down to whatever, but we are talking about life and death situations. And Angie and yeah. I were talking about how, like, nothing really seems to fucking matter besides life and death right now. Yeah. Um, so if you're going through something like that. Um, we're here with you. We're we're all going through it at the same time. So himne, yeah. And all and I all I have to say is, you can choose to give up or you can choose to have hope. It's your yeah. choice, and I'm choosing hope. We are, yeah, sort of blindly. Yeah, that's all I got. That's how I like act out. All right, we'll be right back. Chloe Kim works. Chloe Kim at 18 is the golden girl. She gold medalist and Olympic champion, United States of America. Gumbadal, Olympic champion, Migu, Chloe Kim. It is one of the stories. But um, you know, it, it's such an honor to just represent the U.S. and the country. Um, my parents immigrated from and just this whole process has been amazing and this journey has been so fun and um, full of so many memories that I will hold on to for the rest of my life and I'm just so grateful at the end of the day.
right, we are back. And um, listen, North Korea's acting up again. They've been acting up. I just got to touch on this real quick because... They are crazy right now. They're going out of control. So uh, if you haven't heard, North Korea... Uh, the the talks between South Korea and North Korea have broken down. They are blaming South Korea for... They've bas- disintegrated. They haven't broken down. They have crumbled <laughs> into dust. Yes. They've been thrown into a bathtub with acid and yeah. drained. <laughs> <laughs> so North Korea on Tuesday completely demolished. I'm talking about bombed. About? Not, maybe not a bomb, but like uh, exploded. Mm-hmm. The inter-Korean liaison office... Uh, in a border town in in, uh, in, the, in the border town North Korea and you could see the video of this and it is quite dramatic and uh, it looks like one of those like remember back in the day those videos of like Las Vegas when they like and then like level the entire yes. thing and then rebuilt it looks just like that yes and the reason being is that um, you know, South Korea, uh, South Korea and North Korea's like talks of denuclearization and, you know, getting s- American sanctions pulled is just not working. It's not happening. Um, you know, North Korea has a fucking idiot leader. America has an idiot leader. Idiot. South Korea has my mom, by the way, is, is, is hates Moon Jae in, by the way. And oh, she says he is. A f- <laughs> gigantic Munje. Yeah. And um, you know, she call, she's calling him a Palgeng Isekki. And um <laughs> who's just like suckling at the teat of China, which you okay. know, not yeah. untrue. It's a good teat. It's a fat teat. It's a it's so fat. <laughs> it's a it's, it's It's the fattest one in the area. Yeah, it's such a fat teat, it's a toot. And it, it, <laughs> Koreans be suckling on Peter. Wait. <laughs> okay, that's really funny. Okay, <laughs> proceed. So the demolition comes uh, for after like earlier this month. North Korea threatened to permanently shut the liaison office down, and this is like the Korea North Korea reunification efforts thing. Yeah, and um, it's the like the no- building partic- specific for this purpose. Specific for this, and uh, <laughs> I guess a month ago, all of the South Korean folks who had been working there exited and left because of Corona, of COVID, and oh, right. they were like, "Oh, the the way North Korea is dealing with this is not it, ton." Yeah. So they went back to South Korea, and after that, about a month later, this bombing of whatever they did um, is. Uh, it is a show, basically. It's basically showing their everyone else in the world and their own citizens that this just isn't going to work. Yeah. So on Sunday, South Korea convened an emergency security meeting with North Korea's leader Kim Jong Un's sister Kim Yo Jong and one of his she's top is couple. Of, she's making moves. The bitch is making moves. I think what happened is maybe okay. So have you been? Did you see that uh, video of Trump waddling down that ramp at West Point? Oh my God, is it, yeah. I think the the hashtag was is is Trump okay or whatever. Trump, Trump yeah. is not well. Trump is not well. <laughs> and by the way, on top of that, the Lincoln Project, yeah. which is the GOP led anti-Trump campaign. They're trying to unseat Trump and actually trying to get Biden in because this is the GOP, like the old school GOP that is trying to remove themselves from Trump saying shit's gone too far. Right. And we're thank just God we're not here for this shit. No, no, no. We, we just want to like quietly oppress black people yeah. 
and just be rich. We don't want none of this. We don't want none of this. Yeah, this is crazy. We don't want to go to a NAS. We don't support NASCAR either. <laughs> um, so they uh, they have been putting these attack ads about him, which are so funny, actually. And it's so great that like Democrats don't have to sink to that level, quote quote, that their okay. own that that their own people are doing it, which is quite nice. Yes, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Um, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not saying that I, I don't have any issues about respectability pol- politics or whatever. I say, you know, yeah. fucking eye for an eye. But um, it is nice that finally someone on the other side or a group of the people on the other side are starting to break away because it's like it's about fucking time. It's been four years of fucking dictator. You're four years late. You're five years late. Really? Five, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's been running the campaign since fucking 2014. I'm wearing a calendar on my fucking wrist. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, so anyway, the reason I bring that up is because I think Kim Jong-un may have gone through a similar thing where a lot of people are pointing to the fact that Trump may have had a stroke and he because he had that emergency hospital visit that it's kept under hush hush and ever since then he's been way worse the slurring's been worse I mean if you see the videos of his tiny hands trying to drink water and he has to hold it up with his other hand to push it towards his mouth (laughs) the motor functions are gone like this guy is very not well Mm -hmm. and it is very obvious like the way he was walking down that ramp like he has some fucking some kind of nerve damage or something because he can't walk I mean you're we're saying this about Trump but also Biden is not okay. <laughs> oh, is not thriving. No, he's 77. None of them are thriving, but <laughs> at last is a two-party system. We have no choice. We have nothing. It's either evil or more evil. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's a dotard and then there's like someone who's doddering. You know, like I don't Yeah. Or there's a dotard and there's someone who's sniffing your daughter's hair. That's what we have. <laughs> It's bad, okay? We get it. It's bad. But I think Kim Jong-un probably had some kind of stroke or some kind of medical issue where the leaders or the combined leadership in North Korea is probably going, damn, I don't know. I mean, he had to not be in the media for a while. That's a huge thing, especially during his grandfather's like anniversary celebration. Like yeah. That's a huge, huge thing. Yeah. So maybe Kim Jong-un is slowly starting to like abdicate and transfer the power to Kim Yo-jong because the the bitch is going wild. She, she really and she's amassing power very quickly. So much power. I know. In, she we had hadn't been even heard of her. Communicated too. She was kind of like pushed out for a second and then yeah. she's been refolded she's been reincorporated in a very specific systematic way. The way that they're positioning her even yeah. In tandem with her brother, yes. her being the bite. As like a co-leader or something. Yes, she's yeah. the bark. He's the one with the bite. You yeah. Know, I will say that it makes sense. I think the establishment is called the polit- Politburo, right? Mm. Um, like the actual, like the, yeah, the member of its own Politburo. It's, um, so it, it, within there, it makes sense to divvy up a little bit of the power between the two of them. Um, because it also helps rivaling factions, right? Like as opposed to it creates a more stable sort of government if it's all not, co- you know, if it's under one person mm. as opposed to if it's divided up. I, I do agree that he seems does seem to have some sort of medical condition, whether or not it's right. 
Yeah, something is going on. I don't know if it's like it could just be fucking gout. So he gets really he gets sick. You know what <laughs> okay. I mean? I could yeah, also yeah. see him being like ow, 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 and like having to go away. Yeah, I mean, whatever it is, it seems like he's doing there. There's something happening where he's kind of relenting power a little bit. Or I sharing. think it's not. It may not be of his own accord. I mean, he did assassinate yeah. two of his brothers. So. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's like people behind the scenes like have to be pushing for this because yeah, yeah. especially because both any of them type are of so leadership, even dictators, like they're only held up by their generals. You know, yes. like there's you can't have if you don't have the military, you have nothing. You know, so like. And that's why I never really am afraid that Trump's going to become become a quote dictator mm-hmm. because he doesn't have his generals. I don't think he has his goons and his proud boys and his little fucking neo Nazis that are like, you know, fucking going out there with Louisville sluggers trying to like. Oh, yeah. These pr- these proud boy militias. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You fat fucks. <laughs> I'm not, to, not to not to fat shame, honestly, but I'm going to fat shame. You fat fuck. You're going to come out here as a proud Nazi boy and not be fit. Watch American History X. All right. And see how fit that motherfucker is. Oh, he's so fit. So fit. So I mean, I know fit. he's a, I know he's a Nazi, but he is so hot in that. But Edward he's Norton. still Edward Norton. I know, and he <laughs> and he becomes a good boy at the end. I know he go, he, go, he becomes a true proud boy. <laughs> <laughs> Proudest boy. Proudest boy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so keep we're keeping an eye out on North Korea as, as is the whole world. Shit, yeah, sh- I know shit is so volatile there. <laughs> it's so volatile. Anything's about to happen, and it's very. It's very exciting and scary at the same time. I mean, truly. I mean, so that's why when Peter and I are talking about the game, it's not actually life or death. Yes, yes. Like, if it's I, not Kim Yo Jong, Kim Jong Un power yeah. struggle, then we ain't it. We ain't part of it. <laughs> I don't want no part of it. If it's not truly a, a like a real life version of succession, except the family <laughs> business is dictatorship. Yes, we're not interested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, did, have you, did you see the story about um, this like landmark case in South Korea? No. So a court, the court in Seoul ruled last Friday that this Korean adoptee, so she was adopted by a, an American couple. She oh, like four decades ago, right? Um, she won a case where she must be recognized as the daughter of this south korean man oh um so that she would be able to learn the identity of her mother so he so they had never been pushed they never been so unless anything with any adoptee that goes there um it's like voluntary so like the parents want to be found or there's a lot of it right their moms are like really happy to see them or meet them but it has to be voluntary. They cannot be forced, especially if someone is seeking that information. Okay. And this man really did not want to be found. He was like, she went, apparently found his name, came up <laughs> to his house, and he like, when she told him that he was, she was his daughter, mm. he like waved her away oh and then God. closed the door. Oh my God, no. And all of her half-sisters also refused to acknowledge her. Oh um, my god! And the thing is, like, we are accustomed to, um, as a media-consuming pop, pop public, um, these like more heartwarming stories of like reunification between adoptees and their birth parents. You know, 
But the truth is, most of the time, it's like this. Um, there's a lot of shame. There's a lot of shame, like a lot of secrecy and shame still surrounding a lot of the people that gave up children. I mean, it was like yeah. it's like a very embarrassing thing for South Koreans even to this day that there was a period in time when we were the ma our major export was babies. <laughs> Jesus, you know, Christ. it was a hungry time. You know, it's a hungry time. People are still fucking. I mean, that's right. when you like you get you don't have food, but you can fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> i mean uh, and so like it's just a really hungry time it's like it's a thing that we can't even imagine right right you know yeah we've never gotten even close to it yes so i mean like that this this, this is a, continues to be a source of great shame within south korean society and culture mm. that we were ever were like this destitute and um and this is a part of it so this is um 36 years after she, this lady was her name is kara bose Mm. And uh, she was found abandoned in a parking lot oh. in uh, central South Korea. Oh. And she's like lives in Amsterdam now. She has like, a Dutch husband. Like this bitch is fine, you know. Um, I think she like teaches swimming in Amsterdam. It's like, you know, she's like, okay, she's, she's living an interesting life. She was flown to the U.S. She was uh, after she was found abandoned. Um, and she's like one of the first ones, like in the 70s and 80s, right? Yeah. So she, in recent years, she's been making trips to South Korea to try to find her birth mother. And she was only able to find her biological father, but she really wanted to know her mother's identity. Yeah. And so she filed a paternity lawsuit. And this is a last ditch effort because he was being so unresponsive, right? And now she's going to get to go in the big book. Oh, the big book. The big for, book for of those Korea. Of you who don't, yes, there's like a big book of like what your family is and like you got to write it down like your lineage. Yeah. And it's like a big deal. So she had gone. And so this is just really opens it up in terms of a lot of adoptees being able to find their birth parents. And also, yeah. this is the thing. A lot of people don't. I know a lot of adopted Korean kids. I know a lot of just regular adopted kids, you know, in, the, in America. Um, <laughs> some of them... I will say this of the adopted kids I know almost all of them have terrific relationships with their adopted parents. Adopted parents. parents. Mm -hmm. And also I would say about 80% of them chose not to s seek out their birth parents. Mm. Yeah. Um a couple of them had like open ones because it was kind of trendy about the time when we were born. Yeah. Um so they they would be able to meet their birth parents but all of them were like they didn't it's and this goes back to the sort of thing. It's a very specific type of way that these people chose to grieve mm. the idea of someone not wanting them, quote unquote, not wanting them. Some yeah. of them process the pain very differently. Everyone has and everyone has the right to do it that way. Right. This lady has chosen to process her grief in a very specific way. And it's um, opened up an opportunity for other people who want to process it that way to be able to do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I will say personally, almost all the adopted kids I know chose not to. And they all went through a very specific grieving process about their relationship with their birth parents or just didn't care. I mean, you know, like it's like a thing. Yeah. And as we move through this sort of like nether world, nether, I don't know, this like pseudo hell, <laughs> you know, on earth. <laughs> I'm finding myself in such novel emotional in, in situations where I'm making new choices. Like, you know, wow. we're fucking almost 40 years old. <laughs> I'm really surprised at some of the shit I'm, you know, I'm like 
I, there are some times where I'm really in a um, things where I would have been really overcome with anxiety, but yeah. because we're already starting at a high level of anxiety, yeah, there's there's a there's a there is a ceiling that I'm about to touch. So I got like, I'm kind of moving laterally. I'm I'm zigging and zagging. I'm making crazy choices. I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> and I'm navigating it. We're all navigating it the way, however we want. Yeah. I mean, that's what I decided. Like this lady in quarantine, moving forward with this stuff. It's like we're all making weird choices. And we're we all trying can. our best. It's, and we're all trying. We're just just trying our best. We're just trying our fucking best right now. But that, what a cool win for Korean adoptees. I know yeah. we have a lot of Korean adoptees listening to the podcast. Yes. So um, I don't know if that's something that you've been thinking about, but what a great opportunity if you have been. And uh, yeah, I, 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 being adopted by non-Korean parents was something that I never had to like think about. You know, I never had to like consider that. And uh, having to deal with like the identity politics and all that yes. on top of everything you have to go through in life. Like, God, that must be so hard. Um, I mean, it's part of the reason why this trend of more people are going back because yeah. of identity politics, you know, a lot yeah. of people are reclaiming, you know, this like white adjacency that we kind of pseudo enjoyed is something that we, a lot of Korean people, a lot of Asian people are like kind of, Sloughing off and understanding right. how damaging that sort of ideas was, yeah, um, and how insidious like a lot of microaggressions are, like you know, mm. and that comes along with wanting to re-identify with the, your Korean self. That may right. or may not necessarily mean re, you know, reconnecting with your birth parents, finding your right? birth parents. But yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to. It doesn't um, have to, but it is one of the ways. Yes. Yeah. So, I was I, mean, I was born to Korean parents, and trust me, I wish I was adopted. Yeah. <laughs> Same. I'm kidding. Someone I'm kidding. with like a better credit score. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. More, more financial acumen. <laughs> All right. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Um, I mean, I am so proud to be a Korean American. Um, I, watching my family work so hard, um, has been so inspirational and um, I think I, I think I really got their work ethic you know I always want to do the best I can I'm always working hard um, so I think that's really cool all right folks we are back with kick-ass Koreans Okay, um, let me go here. Peter, this was, one of yours was going to be mine. Oh, okay. Why don't you the just do, why don't one? we just do it together? No, we can, but I have, I have another one. Um, oh, okay. Her name is Marilyn Strickland. Um, I don't know if you, she is a Tacoma, Washington's former mayor. <laughs> okay. And she is the first female African-American to serve as mayor of Tacoma, Washington, as I believe the oh. first Korean-American mayor of Tacoma, Washington. Because guess what? She's black and Korean. What? She is exactly 20 years older than us. She was born in 62. 62. Whoa. Is horror. Whoa. Um, the daughter of a Korean mom and an African-American father. Um, they, But she was born in Korea. Whoa. Yes. 
And so they moved to Washington in 67. So what? She was five. Mm. Um, and then she like got an MBA, went to uh, university. She has like is uh, was was elected the mayor of Tacoma, Washington. But then mm. she recently resigned so that she could announce her candidacy for Washington's 10th congressional district in the 2020 election. So anyone out there in the 10th district in Washington, if you're listening, come on out. She will. If she's elected, she will become the first African-American to represent Washington state at the federal level and become the first Korean-American woman elected to Congress. Wow. Holy shit. The first Korean, because there's been a Korean-American man elected, but no yes. Korean-American woman has been elected to Congress in its 230-year history. Kind Come on, of folks. Come on, folks. Let's get this woman into Congress. All right. And not only is she African-American, she's Korean. She could be healing for all of us right now. And Seattle yeah. is a uh, Washington state overall is a tough state right now. Yes. Um, yes, we can do it. If you're in the Seattle area, in the Washington area, get out the vote. Let's pound the pavement for Marilyn Strickland. Kind of cool, right? Very cool. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that person. Um, <laughs> all right. I So my kick-ass Koreans today, they are two business... Oh, they're not business owners, I guess. They're two people that have been affected uh, by COVID slash the protests. Yes. And I, I want to say right now, I don't know anything really about these people. But okay. I wanted to shout them out because this is a real thing that, you know, uh, your parents are going through. Many Korean parents are going through. Many immigrant parents are going through this. And I just wanted to shout them out because maybe there's a way for us to help them. So I don't know if they're good people, bad people, whatever they're doing outside of being business people. But yes. I just want to shout these people out. So the first person is Phil Chung. Uh, he is a resident of Portland, Oregon. He has a, a, a place called Suki's Bar. Yes. Now, this used to be a sports bar slash karaoke that served breakfast tacos, rice bowls, burgers, wraps, blah, 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 blah. So it was just like a general kind of white bar. Um, okay. And now, because of COVID, they have, they've had to close down, uh, and they're kind of going through a revamping. And after consulting with his mom, who is a great Korean, Korean cook, mm -hmm. um, and also a well-known chef in Portland, they are revamping their menu to serve classic Korean bar food. Like uh, rice bowls, like bibimbap, gochujang pork, ginger chicken, kimchi fried rice, dalpoki, Korean fried chicken wings. I mean, Pajang. you name it, it's there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, they're going to be revamping the menu. Uh, my mouth is watering just thinking about it. I know, it. I know. I, I uh, mean, like, <laughs> oh my God. I mean, Korean, Korean fried chicken is also something special. It's very special. Yeah. It's the perfect fry. Yeah. Um, so it is closed for now because they are dealing with COVID, but mm -hmm. they are very excited to be opening back up with social distancing. So eat, and they have a huge patio too. So even with social social distancing, they're going to be able to like have it, like eighty people in there. Cool. In and out, in and out. So if you are so inclined, I know we just talked about like we don't want to fucking go anywhere, but that's <laughs> you us. Here. You should go here. <laughs> Um, so go check them out. If you if, if you don't feel comfortable, do takeout. 
You know, yeah. like I'm, they could do takeout all day, all night. So, I mean, me and Perilla, uh, the guys at Perilla, like oh, they, they like Perilla. write me personal notes on what? their thing. Yeah, because I order oh so much food, like, and I order like a Korean person. Like it's clear, like <laughs> I order like Chachi style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a Korean business owner around the block from me, but they they're like a pho place. But oh, it's a Korean okay, yeah, yeah. owned. Yeah. So um, anything I, in the anything the market needs, Korean people will do. It doesn't matter. We have no care. dignity. We, yeah. we have no shame. Yeah. So they are. Uh, <laughs> so I'm I'm always trying to help them as well because like I, I you know it's again like it's food I could probably make if I wanted to, mm -hmm. but I just want to help them. And this you know sometimes you just don't want to fucking cook at home. So take out yes. from Suki's bar when it when it opens back up. Get also, on the game and pho and those kind of things, it's too labor intensive. Let yeah, a professional it's like, do this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You need like a commercial kitchen. Yes. Like, who has a fucking deep fryer? You know what I mean? Um, so, and the second person I want to call out is John H. Kim. He's a lawyer uh, from Bethesda, Maryland. This was a beautiful op ed that he <sighs> wrote for the Tribune. It really was. Yes. So his family uh, owns or owns the business Gold Express Jewelers down yeah. in the Chatham neighborhood in the mm -hmm. south side of Chicago, which has been looted and completely destroyed on May 31st during the Chicago South Side protests. Um, but with that being said, he wrote a very thoughtful article in the Chicago Tribune about this, about being a Korean person, about his... There were four families affected by this one place because all the people who work there... They're hoping that the insurance, insur I'm hoping that the insurance will cover it. Uh, there's not really a follow-up to like how the recovery efforts or fundraising or anything. I tried to look, I tried to Google everything. Yes. If you guys know th this business and there you can, you know how to help tag us and we'll re share retweet for them yes. again. It's express jeweler gold express jewelers uh, from South side of Chicago. This is what this person said. He said, we are, we are, but a pawn in the game. A cornered mouse being so enraged that it can take on a large cat. This is something that he talks about as far as um, the the experience that black people are are are, are uh, you know are experiencing. And he says, "I think I understand this feeling, and I know that feeling is exponentially deeper for my black friends and colleagues. And while I know what I've written will draw the ire of those who think I am excusing bad behavior." Mm -hmm. It may simply be because they have never felt like a cornered mouse before. And that's just beautiful. That's saying yes. that's exactly what this uh, Isabel, our last week's kick ass Korean Isabel from KRCLA was saying. It's like, yes, it is bad that our business are looted. Yes, this is sad for us. Yes, our families will have to deal with this. Yes. But this is a this is a micro thing that is is a symptom of a macro issue and we ought to all look at what the macro issue is and yes. um and please go read it it's a very quick read but it's powerful it's on powerful. the chicago tribune um he, about, he says that we are but uh, the pawn in the game and he i think he goes further and says like but and the game is rigged yeah absolutely and that's that's the part that like when i think a lot of asian business and peter you and i have talked about this even with like older asian people is yeah. that like they see other minorities as the competition because there's so many of us, so many older Asian people and a lot of POC um, and also uh, black people have been tokenized that are especially mm -hmm. older. And so they see another person coming on or see other minorities coming into their neighborhoods and they see it as threatening. 
They see it not as an opportunity for both of us to take more of the white people's pie. They see it as yeah. us having to share this tiny little scrap that we have we have to share. <sighs> and it creates resentment. And that's not what this is about. The back review is that they're they're even they're not even showing us all of the pie. <laughs> they're not even letting us see that there's more of it. Yeah. You know, and that's all that's all we're asking for. We want to see the pie and have an opportunity to taste more of it. Exactly. So do what you can. Um, you know, these are our community members. And if you are close to this community or if you know people, you know, retweet. We'll we'll get the word out. We have a platform and we have a responsibility to share this stuff. Um, also, just want to give a kick-ass Korean shout out to one of our Patreon members. Our fifth, our um, she she is a Ajima Blitz level gold yes. member. Okay, one of three members, and um, she. She's also one of the one of the kindest notes. Oh. We've yes. ever received. Oh my God. Yes. W- what a wonderful human. Her name yes. is Jesse Kajo. Yeah. Kajo. Um, uh, at J E S S E K A D J O. Wonderful person. I got to sit down with them and uh, speak about you know my experiences with leaving um, tech and uh, pursuing comedy and doing Ajuma show. Um, has a wonderful blog called andthenlived.com. Check mm-hmm. that out. Um, and she also has a podcast on her own where yeah. they fe- feature, you know, everyday people that have gone through these kind of, kind of switches in their mm-hmm. careers. Um, and I remember she, she had such a wonderful, um, she flew down here just to fucking talk to me like yeah. insane. Um, so thank you. Thank you so much, Jesse, for uh, supporting us. We support you and we love you. Uh, we hope you like the swag <laughs> that you got, um, <laughs> more coming, uh, and that's it. That's our show. We're going to run a little short today. We have some other stuff to take care of. Hey, take care of each other. Um, the world is crazy out there, but we're here every week. And um, email us if you want to talk or event, tweet at us, whatever. We're here. We're, so, all, we're uh, all, yeah, we're all experiencing this for the first time. Yeah. And we love <laughs> you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.